Hello and welcome back to Fan Critical and our coverage of The Walking Dead Season 9. Now, as you can tell, this is not Emma. She is missing. To be honest with you, John, she's disappeared. No uh-huh. idea where she is. Um, maybe hiding in a barn somewhere. Ooh. We might have to send us a little search search out to get her. But yes, I'm, I'm joined today by my sparring partner, just like Aaron... <laughs> And uh, Jesus, you know, we have a little rough and tumble, don't we? Every yeah, now and then. I mean, I don't know if it's that gay, is it? I mean, or... well, just saying, I don't know if you can say that, but yes. Um, well, make no, of I it, can. I mean, they are amazing. They are. And and make of it what you will with our <laughs> rough and tumbling. But I'm going to give you a spoiler warning off the bat. Uh, we're going to be discussing pretty much all of season nine up to this point, including episode seven titled Stradivarius, which we said last week was a weird name. And now mm. we know why it was called that. And we're going to be talking about some comic stuff towards the end, as well as our hopes for the mid-season finale on what has been a vast, vastly improved effort from the creative team behind The Walking Dead this season. Mm. So on that note, I would like your thoughts, please, John, your general consensus thoughts on this episode. And for anyone listening, please explain our rating system, the blueberry rating system, and how many blueberries you are going to give this episode, episode seven yeah, of The Walking right. Dead. Cheers, mate. Um, okay, so blueberry system. Uh, the blueberries are a fair but firm system. Very there firm. There are five blueberries. The lowest score you can get is zero. Correct. There are no half blueberry. Cannot half a blueberry. Makes no sense. No, it does. It makes no sense, yes. Right. I'm going to give you my blueberries, and, and I think it's probably going to be more blueberry than you would expect from me, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this three blueberries. Ooh. More, way more than I thought it was going to get from you, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. I mean, because when I, when I think about stuff that I really didn't like about this episode... Um, I, I do find it hard to really pinpoint certain things. Um, I don't mind a filler episode, mm. I have to say. Mm. Um, and I know that in the past when we've discussed uh, Game of Thrones, yes. there are filler episodes that I really enjoy because I just want to soak in characters and story and yeah. slow it down a little bit. Yeah, I'm not saying this is a, a, a great episode no. by, by any means, but... I think they're probably right to slow it down after a six-year jump and obviously losing the main character. So Two main characters, really. Well, and we'll discuss that. We I will guess, discuss is, that, yes. Which is uh, silly. Very silly. Um, stupid. Mm. But look, I, I I thought it was okay. Um, there, were some, uh, there were some bits that were a bit jarring. Like, I, I quite liked the fact that Michonne was, was very much like her comic counterpart. Yeah, at the um, yeah. In the last episode, it's a bit much now. Yeah, she does great on me in the comics as well, to an extent. Sometimes yeah. she's very hardened, and we're so, sort of really seeing that hardened Michonne now. Mm. I mean, um, the fact that she was, like, just speaking to herself in, in last last week's episode. I, I, I did like that. Yeah, yeah. So, well, no, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. It's it's very comic booky. Yeah, very much um, so. I think that's going to be a struggle for people that haven't read the comics. Yeah, definitely. That are trying to accept this Michonne. But obviously, it's been six years. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just too much now. Yeah. Um, she's almost taking that kind of role where Rick is like, look, I'm the leader. I don't trust anyone. And then I actually know they're right. Yeah. It, it's, it's now her evolution into that role. Mm. But yeah, there's, there's good points. I mean, I thought for me, like you said, a filler episode, I don't dislike it. I just think the season's been so good, actually. This half season's been so consistently decent. Mm. Like, we've not really scored anything 
too low at all in terms of the blueberries. Yeah. I found it was quite slow, though. I yeah. have to say there were some conversations that I liked and some matchups with characters that I really liked in this episode. But there were some other scenes where I was just a bit like, you know, if this episode didn't exist, would we miss it in any way, shape or form? No, you could have literally cut this whole episode out, mm. had the characters go to where they need to be and and you'd still have the same result. So Yeah, which I think is fair. I, I think it's quite difficult um to know how much of this episode means anything mm. um yeah it might be a retrospective scoring in like i don't know after the next season yeah and after the next or... episode for sure yeah, yeah. i mean i'm gonna give it a two john this is my lowest of the season <laughs> it's my lowest of the season and john's gonna be very surprised by that and and maybe the listeners will be surprised by that because i am a hype man <laughs> i can't remember you scoring something lower than me ever well that that is a very good point actually mm. I might have to change mine to one blueberry. Yeah, yeah, change it just for <laughs> consistency's sake. No, but, you know, I just think I was hoping, and we're going to come on to it later on in, at, towards the end of this podcast, but I was really hoping that next week's mid-season finale we were going to get the fair, and I don't think that's going to happen now. No. And, and I think part of my scoring is because after watching this episode, I'm certain that that probably won't happen. Mm. So it, it was a little bit of disappointment on that respect for yeah, me because I, I felt it would have been such a crescendo mm. to uh, this season. But more on the fair later. Uh, let's jump into our positives and negatives on the episode. But first, a quick advert. <sighs> so, yes... It's the advert section. We know you love it, really. John hates it. Every single week he moans at me, but it must be done because we need to let you know what we're going to be covering in the next few weeks and what content we're going to be releasing. Just to say that next week is the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead, so obviously we'll be covering that. Emma will hopefully return for that, so there'll be the full gang, the full quota here to give you our thoughts on what has so far been a decent seven-episode run of The Walking Dead. Not only that, we have The Haunting of Hill House coming out later this week. That is going to be released on our fan critical channel and our Castle Rock critical channel. And if you want to subscribe to either of those channels, it's very simple. Just follow the links on our website or, alternatively, search for us on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, Google Podcasts, whatever you like, we're on everything. So, yeah, we've literally riddled the internet with our podcasts. So just search for us and subscribe. Other than that, we've also got a review of Overlord coming out in about a week or so's time. Um, And that's it for the advert section. John will be relieved. Let's head back into our thoughts on Episode 7, Stradivarius. (laughs) Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Right, let's kick off with some positives. Last week had an amazing amount of positives for us because I think last week was, as we said, arguably the strongest episode of the season. Good episode, I liked it. Very, very good. I think this week we can pick a few more holes in in, (laughs) in the show. Uh, It's like we're returning to a little bit of last season in some ways. But let's start with some positives. And for you, John, what was your biggest positive of the episode? I don't know if I want to jump to this straight away, to be honest. Mm Mm-hmm. Jump away, um, jump away, my it friend. It might annoy you, but might do. and also it it's kind of indicative of, of this episode that the things that I'm talking about that are positive are things that are going to be, well, we'll find out more about it in future episodes. So it's, yeah. it's the X marks. So what's going on with that? Well, I think that's a very good place to start. And I'm glad we didn't skip over that because mm. as we referenced a couple of weeks ago and as we were shown, Michonne has the X scarring on the bottom left hand side of her back and very creepy and we saw this week that daryl 
has the same marking. Now, we have speculated that marking is something to do with the War of the Thousand Bears, which we weren't able to <laughs> see because of budget because reasons. Because of, budgets, yeah, yeah. of budget reasons. Yeah. But it's clearly something to do with... With that war. With that war that we didn't get to see and where no major characters perished. <laughs> so no major characters died as far as we know. I mean, no. we'll come on to Maggie in a bit, but she's not dead. So what are your thoughts about the marking? You, th- you think that they were maybe... I'm intrigued maybe... because... You know, as as comic book readers, yes, we have we have no insight. There. No insight. Do you think it could be like another group, like the Terminus group, potentially, who sort of they let into the community, and uh, and they were like like a mole that that was sent in by another group to sort of infiltrate and maybe corral and mark the, the, the our group, like you know, for food or for mm. you know slavery purposes, so, potentially, <clears throat> potentially. Um... It's uh, we're talking about two very strong characters that have that marking. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the strongest, I'd say. Yeah, yeah they're like they're going to be kind of the leaders of any kind of uh, war against any kind of intruders or aggressors. Um, I want to see who else it's on. I, I want to see if it's on like I'm not saying he's a strong character, but a Eugene, a Gabriel, uh, a Jesus. Yeah, you know, I, I want to see if any of those characters have it. Um, and I'm intrigued. I'm genuine, genuinely intrigued as, as to what it what it means and what it's yeah. all about. And it's going to be interesting how they reveal that information to us because I don't think they're going to go through the flashback route at all. No. So they're going to have to do it through a lot of exposition, a lot of conversational, you know, dialogue between characters. Obviously, via Magna, Magna's new group with yep. Yumiko and that lot, and Luke and that lot, they will have to be the sort of conduit in which we learn that information because mm. they're the only ones who don't know that information, right? Yeah. And speaking of the the newbies, especially Yumiko, John, I know that's one of your favourite new characters, Yumiko. Yeah, I mean, she was my favourite before she'd even um, starred in, the, uh, in last week's episode. Yeah, before yeah. she'd even said a word. Well, look, she has uh, a unique look. She does, doesn't she? Um, very striking. She's cool, man. Like... She is cool. I mean... Uh, Overly silly with the uh, the bow shot that I love it brings the thing down. Love and it, it like takes out like about fifteen walkers. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah, um, it's a bit over. If we're over going, the top, but if we're going full fantasy sort of realm, which seems that they are definitely leaning more into that sort mm. of like fantasy element. Well, I mean, Carol's a fucking elf. Exactly, take, fucking so. dark elf Carol. Ridiculous. So I'm fully on board with ridiculous fantasy Legolas sliding down, you know, an ollie font and then taking out. <laughs> A million guys and then Gimli going that counts as one yeah. I'm happy with that Carol did that loving it <laughs> so just saying yeah. um, but that whole scene where they got their weapons back um, was for me very very cool because they've all got little distinctive I don't know they've all got like a bit of character to them mm. uh, the the slingshots what you, <laughs> what'd you make of that what do you make of that slingshot John I mean I'm not a master of physics but as I, and I have been a supporter of saying that by this point the walkers brains and heads would be very mushy mm. physically it would be feasible to maybe throw a rock at them and it would go through their head potentially, maybe yeah. potentially yeah so what are your thoughts about that <laughs> it's just fucking stupid isn't it like whether it's it's possible or not I mean, who's knocking about with a slingshot? Two of them are, apparently. Yeah, two of them as well. And the younger members of the crew it is as well. Get your own weapon. Yeah. I mean, Rick, you've got your hatchet. 
you know, you had Tyrese with the hammer. Good uh, weapons. Good weapons. Samurai sword, Michonne. Bow and arrow, Yumiko. Magna's got these, like, cool... Throwing knives. Throwing knife situation. Yeah, that's awesome. Slingshot. You're going to be... It's like the worst superpower. It's like being a part of the group and having the worst superpower. I mean, I don't know what... What's what's Luke's weapon of choice, actually? Not the Stradivarius, surely. It's not some sort of, like, crowbar. Oboe. It's the oboe. (laughs) It's the oboe. Double base. Double base. That would be quite a good weapon. I mean... You could wield it. It takes a very special man to wield the, the, the double base. <laughs> or woman. Or woman. Yeah. So, just yeah. saying. But um, his use of instruments is interesting to me. Okay. His, his, the fact that they are carrying around this whole host of instruments mm. throughout this journey. I mean, I would be fuming if I was a leader of that group. Yeah. I'd be like, why? Could you carry something useful, please? Yeah. I mean, are you going to teach anyone to play these instruments? But it's... Uh... I mean, is it symbolism for, you know, uh, the fact that they're carrying him? He seems a bit useless, but... He does seem a little bit useless. I Or it could mm. be another thing where it's like, you know, he plays instruments, he's playing them. Oh, could be like Eugene was back in yeah. back in the day, playing, obviously, Abraham and Rosita. Does he not strike you as a bit of a bad guy? Luke. Luke, no, I think he's. I think he's decent. I think he's a mm. good guy. I think he's a, uh, a better. You, U- he's a better Eugene. I think you've nailed it there. He's just a better Eugene using people to survive, which is smart. Mm. It's smart if you're not very good. You would have to use people, John. <laughs> so, what do you want to do? Just die, or do you want to be a little Machiavellian sort of puppet master behind the scenes, oh, orchestrating I, things? I'm telling you now, I would definitely have found out about, you know. Maybe some bigger cities. Oh yeah, uh, that haven't been discovered yet, and I'd be knocking about there, hundred percent. You'd be knocking about there, would you? Yeah, PlayStation. You know, I'm just chilling out. Just chilling out. I think probably you'd... doing like a a podcast, the only podcast going, broadcasting to nobody, and <laughs> not not like this, obviously. And uh, I think you'd be quite a governor type character. Actually, I could see you losing your marbles. I could see you going and a bit I. mad, and I and keeping heads I in might jars. Lose it, yeah, yeah, I think you might. Mm. You you'd be up there on my list. Gareth would be dead instantly. Oh, em- yeah. Emma and Lucy, not a chance. Mm. Obviously, Trunks. I would survive the longest, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, you, you're a bit like a shame. What, you reckon? <laughs> you reckon I'm just like shagging other people's wives? <laughs> having Ill- illegitimate children? Is that what I'm doing, am I? That I is not know, what I'm doing, listeners. Yeah. And I just want to say, <laughs> don't read into what he's saying. So, anyway, let's crack on. Stradivarius. Right, when Michonne sliced up that Stradivarius, mm. I didn't like that scene. I'm going to go negative. I'm going to go negative right now on you, John. It was a bit too... Uh, why call the episode Stradivarius? I kind of get the symbolism, what they're saying about the fact that we need to continue art and we need to continue the things that separate us from the walkers, the sickos, whatever you want to call them. It's a bit of an annoying... But, we, but we've had this conversation. Mm. You know, this is the problem with a with a show that runs for this for this long. Eventually, you just end up retreading the same same issues well, you, over you, and over again. You get that thing with Jesus playing the uh, the records, just sitting there listening to music. Yeah, and it's almost like they're trying to weigh up. I mean, they obviously wanted to reference where the records come from and bring that story thread back for people that might have forgotten. That they were a gift from um, from uh, Georgie from uh, yeah from Georgie. Uh, yeah, I mean, listening to the records is fine. I just think 
that they were a bit on the nose with the instrument stuff. However, Very much so. Yeah. However, it's fine. The show has been way more on the nose than that before, so mm. it didn't bother me too much. Well, what did bother me in talking about Jesus um, is the revelation now that Maggie just left and she's now with Georgie. <laughs> yeah. So disappointing for several reasons. One, we didn't really get any sort of sign-off from her. I know we got the resolution to the Negan storyline, but clearly there's something else between her and Michonne that mm. we don't know about, which is very frustrating. And the fact that now she's just left, and it must be quite recently because Michonne didn't know about it, but some other characters did, yeah. was disappointing to me. Mm. I know she's had some serious contract negotiations, and I know she's been filming uh, like actual films, so that's fine. She's got a new TV show as well. And she's got a new TV show, which mm. they filmed the pilot for and got greenlit. So... It's an interesting decision not to see her. When do you think we'll see her again? And were you an were you irritated uh, by the decision to just have her leave? Um, I don't know if I was irritated, um, but it's like I mean, she can go. That's that's not a problem. Uh, give her some sort of indication as to what's what's going on. I mean, it's almost like you, you kind of get that sometimes with. TV shows like like sitcoms where they don't sign someone up for another season and then suddenly they're just replaced and it's like yeah, yeah. he's on holiday or he's dead yeah like this is turning into a bit of a sitcom it was mm. last season and and now I think they I think they've actually surprised themselves at how well the season actually has been critically received yeah I mean obviously the viewership is down but that's that's a trend that I don't think will be reset anytime soon yeah. But the fact that the episodes have actually been received quite well um, has allowed, you know, them to not be as a sitcom-y type show like they were last year. Yeah. I think they've actually had to make some smart decisions here. The fact that she can return is excellent news for the show mm. and that she's not dead because she's easily one of the best characters that the show has. Can you imagine if... If they just wrote her out like that, yeah, no, yeah. She remember she died in that yeah, that she, war where the, everyone's got exes. The, the thousand bear war. Yeah, yeah. The thousand yeah. bear war. Yeah. She, she was bear. she was the sacrifice. But um I'm I'm intrigued to know what her and Michonne have fallen out about because they were so sort of close towards the end of that episode where Rick died or well, Rick, Rick where Rick left <clears throat> supposedly died. Mm. Um because Michonne let Maggie go and kill Negan. That's a big trust thing that they've given to each other there. Yeah. So what the fuck has happened to completely distance them to the point where Maggie's now left the communities? And do we think that she's gone... Do we think that, obviously, Georgie is part of the Commonwealth and that she's headed to this Commonwealth? Yes. So you're thinking <laughs> that Maggie's gone on to the big, big, big communities? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like... Otherwise, what's the point? You know, uh, Rick always talked about her being this sort of leader, and may maybe she's thinking, well, yeah, of like something more than this. Maybe she sees that little town as as nothing, as to, like yeah. completed. Yeah, now job done. It. Yeah, maybe she's going for DIY SOS completed. President of the world or something. Well, she could be, and this is a little bit comic spoiler. I mean, usually we talk about this in the comic section, but she could be, you know, the governor. She could be the governor. She could be the governor of the Commonwealth. Yeah. That is a very possible storyline that they could be following. We'll talk more about that in the comic book section. I want to talk about Daryl. Yep. I want to talk about him because I know you weren't a fan of his hermit lifestyle. Correct. Depressed man. 
he is a very depressed man. Did you see more of him this week that made you reconsider that 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 thought process? No. Um, I at least, I mean, I like the fact he's got a dog. Oh, I love the fact he's got a dog, mate. That's good. It. You referenced something earlier to me about Fallout. Yeah. And uh, anyone who plays 100%. video games, it's very Fallouty. And everyone that plays that game, where you, you uh, I mean, look, you wander a wasteland. You're basically on your own for. A yeah, large, large parts of that game. Yes, um, and it can be quite a scary game to play when you've oh, got can. these fucking mutants Ghouls running around. And mutants, and you're knocking about with like shit guns. Certainly at the beginning. Very much so at the beginning. With no, low, low no on armor, ammo. No armor. No armor. Running around in pants. Literally at t- at times. And then you meet you meet this dog who's uh, what's his name? Dog meat. Dog meat. Dog meat. And you meet you just, him. You meet him, and you go around, and you have a companion, and having a companion in this post-apocalyptic apocalyptic world is an amazing thing i would like us to remember one of my favorite um companions from the walking dead tabitha the goat who yep. was you know morgan's uh <laughs> morgan's mate's goat you know personal my personal favorite was tabitha yeah so sure. this one i want to ha- i want a name for the dog i really want to bond with the dog mm. but are you worried john if we start bonding with the dog that something might happen to the dog <laughs> are you worried uh yeah, I mean I am a little bit because it's far easier. Um and look to not I, work uh, with look, animals. Sp- spoiler warning, I am I'm more of a cat man than a do- than a dog guy. Oh god. Having said that, um I said I'd had no emotion when they killed off um the fucking tiger in last season because it looked too CGI. Shiva, yeah. Yeah. Whereas in this It's a real dog, mate. It's a real dog. Yeah think it would be very easy to make it through the dog whimpering noises anyway yeah. Daryl does his crying face and yeah. then it's just getting eaten alive I think they could get the Cujo dog back involved so anyone who listens to I reckon Stephen King coverage what Cujo he might have had a litter we might be able to get the descendants of Cujo he might have had a litter yeah he might have fathered a litter. Biology lesson. Yes. Don't trust me on the biology. But uh, I, I do think the dog is not going to make it out of this season for some reason. Why are you saying that? I just don't know. I've got a funny feeling. I visualise it. We'll come on to it in the season finale why thoughts. I think why you're giving it a two blueberries. Because you've seen the dog and you thought, they're going to kill that dog I'll off. tell you why I gave it two blueberries. I'll tell you why I gave it two blueberries. Ooh. And this is, you know, I know we do like a rough and tumble. <laughs> But the Jesus and Aaron stuff was was just a bit much for me. In terms of It was appalling, yeah. It was very kitsch. It was very sort of overly stand out from the rest of the episode. It just mm. didn't really match. There was some jaunty little music, like fantasy music going on in the background while they were talking as they thought fought each other. And I was just a bit like I know what you're doing here because obviously Jesus and Aaron is a thing that people have been shipping for such a long time. Which now. annoys me. It annoys you, does it? Yes, it does. Well... Because it's, it's almost like, well, you know, they're the only two gay people that we know of. That is That are main well. characters. So, yeah, they well, now have to sleep with one another. We, we have, like, let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. We were questioning Daryl's um, sexual preference for a very long time. There was mm-hmm. a lot of rumours on the internet and a lot of things that were, you know, a lot of people wanting to ship Aaron and Daryl because they had a connection. Daryl, yeah. Arrel, as everyone says, what would the uh, you know the the shipping name for Jesus and Aaron be? Jaron. Jaron, yeah. Jaron, Jaron. Yeah. So you've heard it here first. If you're <laughs> shipping Jaron, just let us know. John is not. I am shipping Jaron, but I just don't want. I don't them. mind them getting together. I just sounds I like you've that. got a problem with it, mate. <laughs> 
Well, if they're going to spend their time doing shit choreography, um, they should be spending it doing other things. Because really. they're they're good character, particularly Jesus. Like, Jesus is a good character. He is a quality character. Um, I like Aaron as well, but yeah. Jesus is a quality character, um, and he actually looks half decent when he's doing all these, you know. He does, doesn't he? He he's, he's martial arts. He, 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 he flying do- through the air. He and does shit. put it off. For me, is a oh. comic book. Oh, God! For me, well, don't talk about our rough and tumbles here. But um, no, for for me, the comic book version of Jesus just seems a bit more masculine. Do you know what I mean by that? He seems like a bigger sort of. More... Well, Jesus is the so the guy that plays him. What's what's the guy's name? Oh yeah, um, Tom Payne. Tom Payne, yeah. Um, as you know, all these guys' names, I'll, I'll never know. But yeah, yeah. Um, he's quite a small guy. He is. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. In comparison to, to the, the comic, comic version of Jesus, he's very sort of, I don't know, just big. He's a big character, a big guy. Mm, and, he's, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that, you know, this version of Jesus is bad in any way, shape or form, but mm. I'm comparing it to something that I've already seen. Yeah. So when I see him doing the martial arts, for me, it's not as effective as when I see him do it in the comics, because in the comics, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. unbelievable. But, but when he does do it on his own, it looks good. But when he's like... Training. Yeah, when he's training. Had a one it, learner. It was like... Um, it was so Batman Begins where you've yes. got um, Liam Neeson Bale and Neeson yeah classic duo um, it was like a, a very budget version of that and considering that film was made League of Shadows about 15 years ago where yeah. it was um, yeah that's that's not very good no I mean look I... where he's like uh, uh, he, um, he says oh mind your surroundings and he says well no actually the first rule is to look up and he does a little look up oh, come that was, on mate that was, that's the reason it's too mate I have to say that, Jesus. that's easily the worst line of the week if there was such a thing <laughs> absolute codswallop Just from the no, writers actually, there it's, uh... did they get the same writers in from like a couple of episodes last season for some of this stuff I'm just saying um, let's go back to Daryl um, so just to say we are shipping Jesus and Aaron Jaron just we are shipping them so okay but not it. and Emma would ship them too I'm so... sure she would but you know just because they're the two main gay guys that we know. Hey, Daryl can get involved as well. He's not gay. Well, well, no. I mean, make of it what the... you will. All right. So when he gets his hair cut, oh, very lovely. Yeah, bit intimate. Very intimate. I mean, very. Intimate. We were always questioning Carol and Daryl, and this is a very mm. good segue, actually. Mm. We were already always questioning their relationship. It turns out they are just like bezies. and Which I li- is fine. I liked their interactions this week. I always like them when they're together. I think that they are fantastic actors, and when you give them decent dialogue, they really put it off. Mm. Not like that again, John. <laughs> but um, I was I was happy with Carol bringing Daryl back into the fold by sort of asking him to you know look after Hen- you know homicidal Henry as he starts his blacksmithing career back at Hilltop, <laughs> which I thought was a good way to get Daryl back into the fold because mm. he was very isolated. Um, and what I like the most about it is they talked about Rick. Yeah. They had a lovely little couple of lines about Rick where Daryl said, you know, he's still looking for Rick's body. I love that. Mm. That, for me, is an amazing sort of piece of information and sort of makes me relate to Daryl's character a bit more at this stage. Yeah. He obviously must hold himself slightly accountable for what happened to Rick. Correct? 100% accountable. That That's why. Like, I mean, also he, you know, he he's quite fond of Rick. Um, he's a brother. Yeah. Well, you know, a brother. You know, he, uh, he was going to turn on for no reason. But well, anyway, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll skip over that. <clears throat> we'll skip over that. I'm glad they didn't go down that route. But you know, Daryl's 
been at fault and been the reason for a lot of characters' deaths at this point. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. He's had a bit of a mare. He has. I mean, he Certainly got, the last two seasons. He got Glenn killed. <laughs> yeah. He got Glenn killed and he's got Rick killed. Yeah. The two, arguably his two best mates. Yeah. I don't think he was really He indirectly fault. got Carl killed as well because he was the one that fucked up that... Um, uh, when they when they had them in the siege, they went to oh, attack them. At, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he fucked that all up. He, he, he's good at fu- them. He's good at fucking everything up, isn't he? Mm. So he's got a lot to think about. But I want him to be integrated into the group a bit more. I want him to become a leader. I do. I really do want him to take leadership mantle at one of the communities. Yeah. He fucked up at the Saviors. Didn't enjoy all it. Dead. Now the Saviors all dead. See you later. Burned yeah. alive. That's a shame for future comic stuff potentially, <laughs> but we'll leave it at that. Uh, and Dwight, let's think about Dwight quickly. He's mm. got to come back soon. Maybe he'll come back next week. Let's, you know, stick around for the mid-season finale thoughts because we have quite a few of them. Yeah. Are there any other negatives? Should we just talk about <clears throat> Michonne quickly? Shall we talk about her and how you aren't happy. I know we mentioned it in the sort of general synopsis, but she's gone a bit too far, right? Yeah. So uh, when you make when you're making, you know, a lovely curry, or if you're seasoning, yes, uh, a lovely bit of meat. What sort of curry? Are we talking Thai? Are we talking Indian? Um, Chinese. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't well, it matter. does. Different spices involved. Different amount of time cooking. Yeah. I want to know. Oh, time. Oh, lovely. Yeah, Get goes, that in there. goes in all of them. It does. But. Well, let's take the the thyme spice. Yes. You don't you don't put the whole thing in, yeah. You just a few dabs of the little yes. bottle, you, or you don't want to overpower the food. Of, you know, wherever you've got it from. Mm. Don't don't put it all in. No. And that's what they've done with Michonne. They literally have said we need you to go full one eighty on your character because her character was very much of the thought process of setting up the new charter, bringing up new rules for all the communities, persuading Maggie to, you know, help Rick out and help the saviors out and try and build this utopian society that Rick was fond of. Better together. Better together. And Carl's wishes as well, who obviously had a massive effect on her life and has had a massive effect on Judith, as we can see at this point. Mm. So it was very interesting to have her so negative. You see the cracks appearing, like you see the old Michonne, she is still there. But I just think they've gone a bit too hard on her, especially mm. with this Magna situation. Like, give them the weapons. Just like, you know, you've got to help these guys out a little bit, you know? Well, I mean, I understand why they wouldn't give them the weapons before. They wouldn't want to arm them and then send them to this place. Yes. But it doesn't make sense. In the crux of things, if there's this big feud between Michonne and Maggie, why would Maggie take in these armed people... Mm. that Michonne won't take in. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really. So it's kind of a good thing that lovely Jesus is in charge now. Mm. He doesn't want to be there, does he? He doesn't want to be in charge. No. He's a lit- lazy man. I think he just likes being the second in command. I don't think he wants the burden <laughs> burden of being the leader. Yeah. Um, Maybe he just likes, you know... Let's que- get Gregory back. He likes questioning decisions that are being made rather than making those Correct. decisions. Correct. Correct. And, you know... That's because he's too distracted with, mm. you know, Jaron situation. So yeah. just saying. Yeah. But yeah, Michonne, I think they really need to do something next week to make her seem a little more like the old Michonne. Mm. Uh, however, with the things on the horizon, I don't necessarily think that we're going to get that Michonne Ooh. anytime soon. Oh boy. And on that note, it's time to move on to what is this week? A very short comic corner, but will also be a mid-season finale prediction segment. <laughs> Cue the music. 
So last week was a delight, an absolute delight. We had a plethora of comic stuff to dwell on, discuss, <laughs> you know, mull over. You decide what you want to want to do with it. This week, unfortunately, it seems that they blew their load last week, and this week there's not <laughs> much not much to work with. Mm. So what I thought we'd talk about is a couple of key things that are coming up very soon, and we're getting the hints about them, and then we can talk about mid-season finale predictions and maybe how that relates to the comics in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So let's first of all talk about the fair, and we've talked about it in the main cast just there, and we've talked about it last week, and they've mentioned it several times now in the show. The fair is a very important event that happens in the comics, and there are some major character developments that happen as a result of the fair. The fair is seen as this first celebration of the communities all coming together to be as one. Mm. And we're kind of getting the impression that that is the case here. However, interestingly, in the comics, the fair is at Alexandria. And here, the fair seems to be at the kingdom because Alexandria are not going to be involved in the fair in any way, shape or form. Thoughts, John? Well, it does make sense, doesn't it? It does, but at the same time, Alexandria is probably the most rich community in terms of characters. Rick. Rick. Community. Community in terms of characters. Yeah. So we need those characters to be at the fair. Mm. We need to see your Gabies, your Aarons, your Michonnes, your Judiths. You need to see these characters there. Otherwise, I think the fair is going to not live up to the sort of hype that I think everyone who's read the comics wants it to live up to. Mm. There are a couple of key things that happen at the fair, um, which will be revealed, obviously, later on, which Mm. will really shape the landscape of the show for years to come Mm. and is arguably the biggest event since the Bat situation in issue 100. (laughs) So just quickly talk about mid-season stuff just in relation to the fair we've yeah. been predicting that maybe we would get the fair next week you are pretty certain we're not going to get the fair next week yeah i mean i i genuinely think they're gonna they're, i think they're gonna save the fair until the very last episode of this season that would be a shame mm. uh, for two reasons the biggest criticism i had of season eight was the oh. fact that they drew everything out for way too long. All mm. Out War should have been eight episodes. You would have got some really excellent stuff in there and truncated mm. everything down. The fact they stretched it to 16 was such a bad decision and literally hurt the viewership massively. Yeah, They have learned from their mistakes this half season, 100%. Mm. They've done a six-year time jump, almost an eight-year time jump. They've you know, got rid of two of the major characters. All of the episodes have been pretty eventful. We've been introduced to new characters. It feels like the pace of the show is back to a point where I'm very interested every week to see what happens. If they were to draw out the fair for another nine episodes, say, that would be a disaster in my opinion. It it truly would be a disaster. And Mm. it would also mean that the Whisperer War would be going on for the first half of season 10 which would mean it feasibly 16 hours on the Whisperers. <laughs> I don't think we need 16 hours on the Whisperers. No. Uh, you know, it feels very much like an eight-hour sort mm. of story, yeah. and then we can move on to something else. So for me, that would be a, that'd be a disastrous decision. Well, look, they, uh, they, went, they went big by having episode five such an event episode. Mm. It was an event episode, they, yes. They might be borrowing something from... Uh, from the Game of Thrones scheduling of episodes, that we get a big episode. Not, I know, obviously, they, the they go much longer, but, yeah. you know, like, 
Game of Thrones has episode nine is is typically the episode. Yes, the penultimate. Um, yes, but but they've gone big in like episodes eight um, as well. Yeah. So so maybe they'll do that and then and leave us with two to three episodes to to close it off. And but... Yeah, there will be some fallout from that from that conflict, obviously as well. Some very important fallout mm. um, that needs to be keep mentioning fallout today um, that needs to be sorted out. So, do you think it's going to play out exactly like the comic? Uh, you know, I don't think they're going to have the balls to do what the comic did. Mm. Um, I think the comic decision making and i'm not gonna say what happens here just in case anyone um you know hasn't read the comics in this section the decision in the comics as i said shapes the landscape of the communities massively it changes up some dynamics that we don't actually have in the show at the moment but i can tell you something there are dynamics that are pretty close to them Mm. and there are a couple of you know events and, and characters who will be greatly affected by these events so i I can't see them doing it because it would be... It's so abrupt in the comics. I think this show doesn't really handle abrupt very well. Yeah. Um, If they were to do it, that's when I know the show is truly back on form in terms of the fact by telling us that they can take characters away from us at any stage without a warning at all. Hmm. So that would be a very important step for them. So I don't think it will follow the comics to the letter of the law. However, I do think at least 50% of it will be complete, like, enacted in Mm. some way shape or form yeah so that's our thoughts on the fair i thought we'd talk a bit more about magna and and the crew because as we know they're heading to hilltop now but in the comic they just stay in alexandria right yeah so what do you think that's gonna do why do you think they've made that decision do you think it's to to really strengthen the character base at hilltop because there aren't that many characters that we sort of really relate to there. You've got mm. Tara, Enid, Jesus, and that's kind of it. Well, you think, I mean, you'd assume that Daryl was going to start Dar- knocking about. Daryl would knock there. around there. You've got Homicidal Henry there. Carol's yeah. going to head back to Kingdom. Mm. So then if you had this group there, at least that gives this community a bit more of a feel to it. Mm. Obviously, at the Kingdom, you've got Jerry, Ezekiel, Carol, and that's kind of it there, really. Yeah. I mean, Diane, who was a Kingdomite, is now firmly on the hilltop side, it seems. Mm. So that's interesting as well. Yeah. So just a bit of food for thought. Comic-wise, I I don't really understand why they're moving Magna and the crew over to the hilltop. But I'm hoping that eventually they end back up at Alexandria because Alexandria is my favourite community, obviously. I love Rick. <laughs> well, you know, rest in peace. Is that where you would live? Yeah. Oh, I would live in Alexandria. If you gave me a choice of all all yeah. of them, I think there's a lot more space there. Nice houses. They're all lovely houses. Mm. I mean, I know a lot of them got blown up by Negan and stuff, but they rebuilt them quite well. Mm. And uh, that owl festival that they were building in those uh, dreamscapes <laughs> and strawberry picking with Negan. Well, yeah. come here now, darling. <laughs> I'd bloody love to live there. To be fair, so just saying. Oh, well, here's one for you. So on. uh, next next week, mid season. Yes. Will we get to see more Negan? Oh, we have to. We we have to see more Negan. Now, I'm pretty certain that next week's mid-season finale is going to be a Whisperer-focused finale. I think we're going to be following the expedition party that have just left the hilltop. I think we're going to be seeing Eugene and what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be introduced to the Whisperers in a very, very serious way. Yep. 
where the group don't really fully understand the threat that's that's coming toward their way, but they they sort of have a little bit of a handle of what's going on after mm. ne- the events of next week. And I think we will lose a character next week. I'm just not sure who yet. We'll come on to little death predictions in a minute, but oh, we have yeah. to. But we have to see Negan next week and Judith because what they set up uh, in last week's episode was excellent. I love the dynamic. Yeah, I want to see more of, more that, of that, and I want. Negan to start showing the comic sides to his character at this point you know he's still you still can't read him at at all really Mm. and there's events coming up that I hope they stick to where you're still questioning every single one of his motivations and then there's something that just snaps and Mm. you get this whole other side to his character they've sort of teased us it with the Maggie stuff last week but I really want to see that Negan yeah I really want to see that Negan so I hope we get a bit more of that um, just to say, Eugene is not in the situation he is in the comics at this stage. No. It's uh, Ken and Marco and a, a group of outriders from Alexandra, I think, who we don't really know that well in the show, slash, I don't think they're there. I think, no, wasn't Ken killed in like the first episode or something? Is that the one that was killed? Yeah, with the, the horses. Horse. Yeah, with the yeah. horse, yeah. <sighs> so, very different group. Just want to say, Eugene is hopefully going to be okay because... I like the way his development has gone as a character and the time jumps. It's a fair bet. It's a fair bet he'll be all right. He's extremely important. He's arguably one of the most important characters on the show in terms of the group's Mm. future regression and survival. And that that is key at the moment. Yeah. So, John, death predictions. I want to know if you think anyone is going to die next week. And then I want to know who you think is going to die next week. John has been saying... Oh, I'm the one who gets everything right all the time. Oh, I get everything right. I predicted Carl would die. I predicted that Rick would Would survive after being told he was definitely dead. Yes. Okay. So and that Maggie would just disappear. So just step up, be a man, and put all of your. Well, I don't think you're like my answer. Put all your points on the table. Is anyone going to die? Yes. Who's going to die? Jesus is going to die. Jesus is going to (laughs) die. Tell the Catholics, tell the Protestants, it's yeah. game over for Jesus. Yeah. Um, and they'll obviously come back for the second half of the season. The second, it'll be the, coming out during Easter. It'll be the second coming, yes. So, <laughs> oh, not in that way, not the Jaron way. Anyway. No, the Easter way. The Easter way, yes. yes. Fine. But you think Jesus is going to go, do you? Yeah, I, like, I think there's there's something there. Um, he's a good character. He's yeah. a very good character. He is a good character. Uh, I think he could go off and do other things. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if, if he does. Characters that I think are going to die next week. Mm. Uh, I'm going to call him DJ because that is his name. No, DJ isn't going to die. DJ's the new... DJ's the new Jesus. He's the new good looking... <laughs> he looks more like Jesus, to be fair, than Jesus does. <laughs> he does, yeah, yeah. But he's the good looking one that we were talking about that Emma fancied last week. Yeah, the sort yeah. of to- the sort of Sawyer character from yeah. Lost, but yeah. like a... Budget Sawyer. Budget Sawyer. Yeah. So I think he's going to go, even though it's a shame, but he's had a couple lines, so now he's... Expend- <laughs> I don't think he's going to die. He's expendable, mate. <laughs> He's expendable. It's just such a boring death if he dies. Yeah, and I know that we've been shipping Jaron, but I'm going to go for the other side of the coin and say that Aaron's going to die and mm. not Jesus. Yeah, but Aaron's already had his arm. He's had a he's had a tough time, but he's had six years. He's got a daughter as well, hasn't he? Gracie. Mm. Maybe he won't die then. No. Ah, oh. that's what I'm saying. Like well, one well, of them. Well, Daryl's safe. Let's say this way: Daryl's definitely safe now that Rick's <laughs> left the show. Mm. Um, Contract. 
contracted, getting yeah. paid the big bucks now. <laughs> uh, Jesus and Aaron, they are, they've got a chance. One of them has got a chance of going. Yeah, I think so. And Eugene, we reckon, is 100% safe. Uh, he's fine. He's absolutely fine. Yeah. He's had too, he's got too they're, much development to do. doing stuff with the, the radios, like. Yeah, the radio stuff. He, he is the technology guy. No one else is going to be able to do it. He's not dying. No way. No way for Eugene. No. Okay, cool. Uh, homicidal Henry? No. 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 Just no. not. No. And that's our predictions for next week. Uh, hopefully, the mid-season finale caps off an excellent eight-episode run of the show that has been so far. Mm. Unfortunately, this episode, I, in my opinion, was a bit of a backward step. I felt they could have done more to set up the fair. I yeah, was hoping fair. for the fair next <laughs> week, and it's not going to happen. I wanted mm. to win me a little fish in a bag. I wanted to do a ride the waltzer, go in the fun house. And maybe fairs are different in America, but here they're kind of... Creepy. You know, cre- they're very creepy here, mm. I have to say. Run by, you know... Absolute wrong ones. They're called carnies. Carny folk. Carny, carny folk <laughs> in the States. We just call them fair folk. Yeah. We don't have carnivals. No, we don't. Uh, well, we do. They're just like Notting Hill carnival. Yeah. Different sort of carnival. No carny folk at the Notting Hill There carnival. isn't carny folk at the Notting Hill Probably carnival. Probably is. They're everywhere. Let's stop talking about Notting Hill carnival. So, uh, <laughs> on that note, thanks for joining us this week. Emma will return. Well, triumphantly. She She's either in a barn... Or we've sent her to the Commonwealth with Georgie. Mm. She's had enough. But she didn't want to make a big deal out of it. So she thought, I'll just go off without telling anyone anything. Uh, (laughs) Left John in charge. And he's so apathetic towards the situation. (laughs) Listens to his records all day. And then I have to go and have a little rough and tumble with him. And on that note, thank you for listening to us. If you would like to write in to us, please do or reply to any of our social media feeds. You can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. That is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is fan underscore critical. Twitter at fancriticalpod. And on Facebook, we are just fancritical. Search for us and you'll see our little 8-bit characters and just just uh, follow us on there. Mm. We're not as active on Facebook as we'd like to be. Unfortunately, we're more of an Instagram, Twitter sort of mm. vibe. But well, we I do think. reply to everything as soon as we see it. So please let us know your thoughts. Let us know your hopes for the mid-season finale. Mm. I want to say thanks to uh, John for Cheers, joining me today. No problem. Um, hope managing Hilltop goes all right. I think it's burnt down at this point. Yeah, I, you know. Can I just stay here instead? You can. I've got some records and some whiskey. Sweet. Lovely stuff. And uh, see you guys next week for the mid-season finale. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya.